Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansburg, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Wonderful. Please sit down. Okay, sit down. Like somebody once said, you may be sit down. Uh, <laughs> well, you are all welcome to church today. I believe that God has something for you. Amen. I believe God is running a special today. How many of you know this Bible? The Dick's Bible. This is perhaps one of the best study Bibles you can find as a Christian. I grew up on this Bible. A lot of truths I learned from this Bible. You get it? And the presentation of the truths in this Bible even makes you study things or makes you know things when you are not studying them. I think that's the part of this, what I like the most about this Bible. You get to know things when you are not even out to study them. Do you see? You are just reading them. You see a note at the side. Five things you should be afraid of. Then he teaches you the five things. Just because you saw fear the Lord in one verse. Thou shalt fear the Lord. Then he makes a side note. Five things you should be afraid of as a child of God. Like that. So it's been a blessing. And... Today, I feel like putting it on special. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm putting it on special today for 500 rands. No, money here, Bible here. We are not going to go far. If you are acting, act. Money here. Please go and pay to LP Yvonne. It's not a shrine. Please check if it's counterfeit or God bless you. Put your hands together for Jesus. Psalm 23. Why? You also wanted to get one? No. Who who wanted to get who wanted to get it? And you have your money right now. Right now, right now. WhatsApp the money to us, e-wallet it to us, um, Bluetooth it to us, and then see me after church. Okay. Money send is not, send it to LP Yvonne. Money send is not re- refundable. If it comes to clash with somebody's money, it's gone. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, let me know by the time I finish preaching. If not, the offer is off the table. Okay, Psalm 23, the Lord, I'm talking about shepherding tonight again, okay? We are back to shepherding assignment. An assignment is a duty of a shepherd, the responsibility of a shepherd. What God expects a shepherd to do. Can I get a nice amen from you? God is raising you up to be a good shepherd. Maybe you are not a shepherd right now as you are here or you are, as you are watching me. God is raising you up to be a shepherd. Hey, Bishop, why are you saying that God is raising me up? God is raising you up to be a good wife. Amen. You see, people who are not married will be saying amen. Why don't you wait to become a wife before you say amen? You don't say amen. Make yourself all classy and be there. It will become a prayer topic five years from now. So better let God answer the prayer now than he goes to meet you five years from now. So instead of five years from now, we are praying, Oh Lord, give her a mother-in-law. Oh Lord, give her a mother-in-law. We'll be thanking God for your wedding day. Can I get an amen in the church? You never knew that mother-in-law can be a blessing, eh? 
So like I said, God is making us good shepherds. And a good shepherd is somebody who carries out his or her duties properly. Amen. Amen. Jesus is our example. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. So Jesus is our example. Not the pastor, not the pastor's wife. Most definitely not the pastor's neighbor. Do you get it? But Jesus. So here it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall not fear. Oh, I shall fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoints my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, this piece of, this psalm by David represents the life of somebody who had a good shepherd over him. Amen. The outcome of this person's life is somebody who has had a shepherd. So he introduces us to this psalm by saying, God is my shepherd. Welcome my shepherd. My shepherd is God. Because of that, I shall not want. Then he takes us through many things that the shepherd makes him do. Then he gives us a conclusion in the final verse. Like, at the end of it, this is the state of my life. Surely, without a doubt, with all certainty, goodness and mercy shall follow me. My life will be filled with goodness and my life will be filled with mercy. And I will dwell in the house of that shepherd forever. Amen. So as a shepherd, this is the type of life you want to provide for the sheep that God has given you. As a pastor, this is the type of life I want to provide for you by caring for you. Amen. You too, as a shepherd, the sheep that God puts you in charge of, God's sheep, your, your mind and your understanding should be, and your goal should be that you will get each of them to this state. And I said, it is possible when you carry out the duties that God himself has given to you as a shepherd. Okay? Number one, we said it is the shepherd's duty to be gentle and tender to the sheep. Amen. Sheep are very soft animals. If you are also not gentle towards them, you are rough, you are harsh to them, you lose all of them. You hurt all of them. They are fragile. They are like glasses that can be broken. Can I get an amen? So let's learn to be gentle. Amen. If you're a husband, your wife wants gentility and niceness. So learn to be gentle towards her. Amen. Amen. Wives, we are also saying that we also like gentility. Amen. Amen. So be gentle to us. Be nice to us. Amen. Amen. Number two, we looked at the shepherd's responsibility or assignment to guide and to lead. As a shepherd, as much as you must be gentle and nice to the sheep, you must lead them. Amen. They should not lead you. You must lead them, guide them, and lead them. The Lord is my shepherd. Bring back my scripture. I shall not want. He makes me. Shepherding is leadership, making people do things. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Some of the sheep are rushing towards dry pastures. Dry past the day, they are aggressively going from where they will get good feeding to where they will get very dangerous feeding. Yet, you must make them lie down, not only come to where there is good food, but lie down there, settle there. Amen. Because you and I know that you don't eat once and then you grow. Some of you, even today, you I mean, you are on your fourth or fifth meal, or you've crossed already. Do you get it? Even, one, even just one day, you and I can attest that some of you, you have already crossed it. 
if we gave a threshold of two meals a day, some of you have passed the threshold. You are in the, you are not even in red. You are in super red, crimson. You are in crimson. Because by 12 o'clock, you were having your third meal of the day. Can I get an amen? Do you get it? So you will see that just by coming to where there's green pastures will never make you, you come once, then you disappear. You come once, the sheep are fed once, then they disappear for such a long time before they get to eat again. Well, you are still negotiating for the Bible. You've paid. God bless you. See me after church. Please, any monies you pay after the deadline is over, if you pay any other money, it's a gift you are giving to either God, the pastor, or LP Yvonne. You just let us know. Do you get it? Just put a reference. If it's for God, put a reference, God. If it's for me, put a reference, me. <laughs> if it's for LP Yvonne, put a reference, LP Yvonne. Then we have peace, okay? But don't come asking us for a Bible. All right, good. So they have to lie down, which refers settling. You see, you, when you go to your house tonight, you will not be in a rush to go out because you lie down there, you are settled there. You see, even me as the pastor that I've come, I've given myself a time limit beyond which I shouldn't preach because it's not a, in that sense, we are not here to lie down. But when we go home, we have gone. So let them feel at home where there is good food. But to sheep don't know that. You'll be surprised that so many people don't know what is good for them. You see sheep, even real life sheep, you see them eating the thing that will not help them. And then they are just eating it. And you can see grass over there. It's almost like they are partially blind. Either partially blind or color blind. Because sometimes they are eating dry grass. When there's green lush and plush grass on the other side. He leads me beside still waters. He, it's like the shepherd is the one leading, not the sheep. The shepherd, yes, we say be nice, be gentle. I mean, I try to be as nice as possible, except on Fridays, but generally throughout the week, I'm a very nice person. Do you see? But when I have to lead you, I, you'll be shocked. No, yeah, you'll be so shocked. Do you get it? Because it takes strength to lead. It takes strength. Some of you have made yourself into master. So if you are the baby, the sheep is rather leading you. Softies, everything soft. You give in to every little thing. Every little leadership. Tell your, tell, tell your neighbor, leadership. Leadership. So you see, it's all there. He makes me do this. He tells me to that. He leadeth me. He makes me lie down. He is like the shepherd. If the, the shepherd doesn't organize it, it won't happen. You must make them read their Bible. You must make them pray. You must make them come to church. You must make them live a good life. Yeah. You must. If you don't tell them, they won't. If you don't organize them, they won't do it. You see sheep. They are sitting at home. Poverty is coming for they won't rise up and go and look for a job because their neighbor said there are no jobs. They heard from their neighbor that there is no job. So they are not out looking for a job. Meanwhile, your neighbor didn't even finish grade 10. So when he says there are no jobs, he's saying that there are no jobs for him. Your neighborhood did, uh, what do you call it, tourism, says there are no jobs. And you did mechanical engineering. You have also accepted that there are no jobs. Do you look for jobs at the same place? Do you, do you, do you look for jobs at the same place? He did tourism. Tourism. So he's going to Ushaka Marine to look for a job. He can't swim, yet he's going to look for a job, water-based job, for in a cruise ship. For him, water represents death, and he can't swim. And he's going to look for a job there. 
and he comes and he tells you there are no jobs. Do you see? And you are a mechanical engineer and you also say that there are no jobs. Ah! Better start going from BMW to VW to Mercedes-Benz to Nissan to Datsun to all these places and look for a job there. Amen. Amen. Make them look for jobs. Make them work. Make them develop themselves both in the Lord and in their own lives. But you make them. But you, are, you don't even care. You see, one of the things I don't like at all is gap years. Gap, why are you taking a gap year? How many years do you even have? Do you know the number of years you have that you, you want to spare one? And what have you even done that you need a break? Just matric. Look, news flash. A lot of people have done matric. A lot. You may be the first in your family or the first in your area, but a lot of people have done matric. Why are you taking a break? Do you know what is ahead? Do you know how difficult university is? Finish university and let's take a gap year after university. Finish medical school and then let's take a gap year. I said, take a gap year. But you are sitting now. You are, they've written the exam. You have not even asked them, what is the result? Say, oh, it's private. Eh? Private vit. Private vit. Private vit. It's pri- Look, you are responsible. By- Acts 2028. 20, you are responsible for their lives. God brought them under your care for a reason. And you are responsible not just for their spiritual life. You are responsible for every area of their development. You'll be surprised. They all tie in together. Say, Take heed therefore unto yourself. So the first person to make sure is doing the right things yourself. And to the flock. And to all the flock. Not some of them. Not the ones you like. All of them. Over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseer or made you a shepherd of to feed the church of God. Why? Which he has purchased with his own blood. The cost of the sheep is so high. You can't be toying with their lives. Yeah, and, and look, a lot of people who don't advance in their life, they backslide. They backslide. Because the same energy it takes the same mentality it takes, the same drive it takes to advance in your own life is the same one you need to advance in your work with God. So if the person is sitting at home lazy, watching TV, breathing God's air and just sitting at home and gaining weight, it's just a matter of time. They will backslide and not be interested in church anymore. Because if you sit at home, you are watching television, eating and breathing God's oxygen, what will you do? You will gain weight. Anyway, it's okay, it's okay. Next assignment. Assignment to watch for the soul. Tonight, we want to look at the assignment to protect the sheep. To protect the sheep. And our example is Jehovah. As a shepherd, you must protect the sheep that God gives you. Amen. Psalm 7 verse 10 says... My defense is of God, which saveth the upright in heart. Like Jehovah, a great shepherd must protect their sheep by defending them against attacks. By defending them against what? Attacks. God defends his sheep through the shepherds. Jehovah, the good shepherd, defends his sheep. Psalm 59 verse 16 says, But I will sing of thy power, yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy, of of thy mercy in the morning. For thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of trouble. Psalm 62, I'm reading the scriptures and then we get it out of the Psalm 62 verse 6, it says, He only is my rock 
and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. God defends his sheep through the shepherd he provides for them. So God is expecting us to rise up and defend the sheep. From what? From attacks. Sheep face different attacks. Spiritual attacks, physical attacks, emotional attacks. I mean, different types of attacks. Sometimes you see somebody behaving away. You know this person is under a spiritual attack. Yeah. Because some of the things don't make any sense at all. Some of the things that people go through, or even sometimes some of the decisions that people go through, people make that twist their lives or changes it, you know there has to be a spiritual attack. Because something else should, should influence them to make such a move. Yeah. Something else. Is somebody in church happy in the church? Dancing like you were dancing today. I, I saw you guys dancing happily, everything like that. We are all in the church. We are all happy. I mean, like, let's say like the prodigal son. Bible says, a certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give unto me the portion of good that followed unto me. And the father divided unto them. His day. And not many, the younger of them gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there, wasted his life on routers living. Now, what will make somebody who's living in his father's house is a prince in the father's house, has everything he needs, wake up one day and say, Father, I have had a, a fantastic idea. Come up to his father and say, Daddy, you won't believe. There's a way my children call me. As soon as they call me, I know they need something. So come to his father and say, Daddy, I'm not saying that's how they call me, but... Every day they ask me, how do they, how, how? <laughs> as soon as they come, I say, no, it's no. The answer is no. <laughs> so come to the dad and say, daddy, I've had a fantastic idea. You won't believe the idea that I have had. So the dad said, what is the idea? I've had a wild idea. And the idea is that divide, give me everything that you are going to give me when you die. Oh! What a fantastic idea! And to go to your father and say, give me everything you are going to give me when you die. I don't know how come the father also agreed to such an idea, but the father said, no problem. The Bible says he divided his living, he divided what he had, and he gave him what he was planning to give to him. But that wasn't even the end of the wild idea. After that, he gathered everything together. I'm sure he hired a trailer, movers, everything. He gathered them together and he decided to go away from his father. Strangely, this fantastic idea that, that I said the guy was under a spiritual attack. You wait and see. This idea that he had took him not next door, but to a far country, to go as far away as possible from his father. And surprise, as soon as he arrived, no, then he wasted everything. He didn't even, he took his journey to a far, the name of the country, he didn't go to Zimbabwe, he didn't go to China, he went to a country called Far Country. As soon as he arrived at Far Country, the next thing that happened was that he wasted his life on wild living. That was all. That's all. Wasted him. Such a wild, a nice idea that he had. Then, next verse. And when he had spent all, as soon as he was broke, there arose a mighty famine in the, in the land. It's not like the farming was there. Now, sometimes the sheep can't see far. This is how you know that. Look, it's an attack. Because when he had money, there was no farming. Everything was fine. As soon as the money got finished, there arose a famine in the land. And he began, began to, as soon as the money finished, COVID hit. 
And he began to be in want. So he decided, I'm going to look for a job. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country who sent him to, fill, to the field to feed swine. Next verse. So he got a job. Is that not so? If this foolish boy can find a job, you cannot find a job. This is very strange. <laughs> he, act, he found a job at Hlope. He was there working. You cannot find a job. Anyway, I, 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 I pause on that. We'll continue that one next week. But... <laughs> Now the job, now that he has a job, he'll be okay. Mm -hmm. But the Bible said with the job, he will fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. For no, he wished, he wanted to, he wished he could eat the food of the pigs. That was the wish. He will fain, he, he wished he could eat the food that the pigs were eating. And you know pigs eat leftover, eh? Pigs don't eat pedigree. Uh, there's no special food for pigs. They just eat what is left over. And if you like go to the pet shop that you are going to buy um, pedigree, they'll say it's for dogs. Yeah, it's for whiskey, skippy, and <laughs> those type of animals. Have you seen a pig called whiskey before? <laughs> or ranger? No, 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 no. What's the name of your dog that died? Ivy. Yeah, have you seen a pig called Ivy before? <laughs> Bible says, and no man gave him to eat. Now, the next verse that is coming will show you that this guy was under attack. It says, and when he came to himself. It means all along, from the time we met this guy, I don't want to even give the guy a name because somebody may be watching us somewhere in the world that it has that name. I don't know which name to, but when this guy came to him, so it means from the time we met this guy, he was not himself. This is the first time he ever came to himself. It's like his mind, when we say somebody is, has come to him, so it means the person was besides himself. He that too, the person was besides himself, which is like, how do you say it in Zulu? It's the same Pambana. Yes, what? It's very difficult. Yes, the guy had Sangane. Do you see? Now he came to himself. His mind started working properly. That idea that he had, it was an attack. An attack to destroy his destiny. So when he had that idea, from the, you will see that from the day he had, I don't know whether it was a Wednesday, a Tuesday, a Thursday, or a Friday, but as soon as he woke up, his life started going downward. From that day, when that idea entered into his head, his life started going downward. To him, it looked like, ah, finally, I have more money than my brother. I have enough money to live on my own. I'll be independent. But he was on his way down. He asked himself a question. He said, how many of the servants that are in my father's house will want to eat pig's food? They eat their bread, which means bread represents food. Have bread enough to eat. And they even have some to spare. It's like they eat and there's leftover. They, they, they eat. You see, when you, when you have food enough, you eat, you can leave some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when there's no food, you can, see from, you, you can see from the dishes in the kitchen that food, the scarcity of food around. I hear that when white people eat chicken, when they bring what is left, you can eat it because they use fork and knife. So they eat only what can be cut. When we eat chicken, we are left with the bone because we, oh, take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Because we pick it up and we chew, we peel the, the, the meat off. But I hear when Nigerians eat chicken, nothing is left. You come and just find the plate. 
So he said, the servants eat and some is left. And he asked, so why, why am I here perishing? I mean, so many things can kill me, but not hunger. Not hunger. Hunger to kill me. What is wrong with me? What is wrong? So you know that. And many sheep go through these things. Look, one, one, one lady, she wrote her autobiography, and then she was saying that. She, I mean, she was at, on top of the world, and she destroyed herself. She said one day she was dressing in front of the mirror. I mean, she was dressing up. And she looked in the mirror. And she saw somebody in the mirror. And she said, what a beautiful girl. Yeah, she looked at the person. She couldn't believe who it was. She said, what a beautiful girl. And then from there, she started to sleep her, her, her way around and destroy her. She described in the book that in the spirit, you see, God revealed to her later on in life that in the spirit, when she stood in front of the mirror, a bed came to land on the head. And that idea dropped. You think she didn't proud to that day she didn't know she was beautiful? she has been with herself all her life you think she had never seen herself before she has but that day that thing of you are beautiful was not the normal what a beautiful girl because no matter how beautiful you are you just need to go to the mall you see somebody more beautiful than you oh no no matter don't go far just UKZN here don't even enter into UKZN you see where Nando's is just make a turn by Nando's. You will see somebody more beautiful than you. The worst one is, you, if you think you are very beautiful, just come on Sunday. Just come on Sunday. Before you even enter the church, I guarantee you, you will see eight girls that are more beautiful than you. No, just before you enter, just from the entrance. Do you get it? You will see eight girls who are more beautiful than you. So it wasn't the normal, the normal you are a beautiful girl. It was a spiritual attack. So I'm saying that sheep come under a lot of attack. And sometimes a financial attack. Look, one day I sat with a certain elderly lady. I mean, at that time she was elderly. I mean, mature lady. No, I know a certain lady. She was about 40 something. 40 something is not elderly. If 40-something you were in the Bible, Bible days, they wouldn't have done your outdooring by then. When they say the children, you will be one of them. Because you will meet Adam and Co. They are 900 years. I mean, what is your 40 years going to do? It's nowadays that you get to say that you are, uh, you are, you are but. <laughs> anyway, back to what was I telling you? She came to tell me that she has received an SMS that she has, I think, won some money or something, some, some, some things. This type of, you have won one inheritance, million. So she came to see me. This was in 2008 or nine. She has won some money or she has inherited something. Some, some, some so uh, she responded, I said, look, it's a scam. So, oh no, it looks legit. And they, they said she should send some money so that they can process some documents. I said, it's a scam. So when I finished counseling and talking to her, she agreed. When she left my office, she went to send the money. And she kept sending the money. She was, then she would send Two thousand, and they also oh, she should send. Then she will send this. Then she was to process. No, photocopying, <laughs> typing, um, faxing, emailing. It was all for these charges. And she kept sending. So if she came to background check, police clearance, bank certifications, all these things. So. The next time I met her, I was even just laughing. Like, it was, I had gone to think about it and it was funny to me. So I was just laughing. Then I saw so I said, hey, Madlamini, 
Um, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Uh, so back to what I was saying. They rudely interrupted me with their laughter. Mad Lamini. Charlie, these people really wanted to scam you. And I thought it would be something we all laugh about. But I realized that she was not laughing. Because as far as I was concerned, it was very funny. But it was not funny to Mad Lamini. So I said, hey, Mad Lamini, have you sent them the money? Then the then the tears started to run down. The tears started to run down. She had just sent... Look, in, in, since I knew her, she has not given offering of that amount before. Either to God or even to me. Never. Never. And I've been very good to her. Oh, she was sending the money. Cry. You see, this person is under financial attack. They scam her. Cry. Oh, Yes. I mean, how many times don't I get these SMSs? How many times don't you get this? Even one, one day I got one for five million. I said to my wife that, oh, I've won. No, which one did I say? I'd won a trip to somewhere. Singapore or something. But my wife didn't let me go. <laughs> I would have been in Singapore by now. <laughs> so every time I blame her for not letting me go to Singapore. Every day we receive these things. You have won this. You have qualified for this. You have gotten this. Now even they become bold. They call you. They call you. Those scams, they work on lazy people. Because you don't want to work. You just want to wake up, boom. And tomorrow, you are Tokyo Sequales niece. It's unfortunate that I've spent tonight just talking about attack. Sheep come under many attacks. Sometimes you see somebody doing very well in the church, growing in the Lord, and then a guy just comes around. I mean, by the grace of God, I've been a pastor for at least 20 years. I've seen it over and over and over and over again. A guy just comes around. And then the, the young lady is totally smitten, carried away and taken away, swept off her feet. And when you meet the person, they'll tell you, you don't understand. One day, A certain lady. I mean, we had been together for some time in the church and everything. Then she 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 got some money. She came into some money. Yeah, she came into some money. I've forgotten how, but one of these legit monies. But she came into some money. Then suddenly, she told me of a guy who she had told me of before. But things didn't work out. The guy said he was not interested. She was crying and everything. Now, she had told me, now the guy is interested. So, So I said, wow. God has heard our prayer. God has heard our cry. But then I asked a question that made me wake up. I asked her, have you told him about the money? And he said, she said, yes. I said, I I said, this relationship is for financial reasons. So I said to her that it's a hassle. I said to her, you are being hassled. And it's a hassle for the guy. 
So I said to her that I don't think that this guy is he, he's, he's trying to scam you. And yes, it's an Italian. This was this was a closer job. Closer job. <laughs> to my surprise. To my surprise. She told me something I would never forget. By the grace of God till I die. She said to me that I'm jealous. I'm jealous of the guy. So I said, oh, my dear, let's, let's be serious. To start with, I'm not into guys. How can I be jealous of this guy? What, do, I, what am I going to use him for? What am I going to use him for? She said, no, I'm jealous. So I said, okay, no problem. So I said to her, I said to her, I just, my, I have only one prayer. And my prayer is that I am wrong and you are right. Because usually when I'm right, somebody's in trouble. So, time passed. <laughs> it came to pass not many days hence. <laughs> That they were chilling. I mean, chilling, willing, illing, illing. Hey! Name the place they are there. Even now, her coming to church became funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Today she's there, tomorrow she's not there. Today she's here, tomorrow. I mean, she was all over the place living the life. Until one day. I was asleep and I had a dream about it. So I woke up in the morning, Sunday morning, I drove to her house. I drove to her house, I knocked. Again. I told you it's a croissant job. And I entered one room and I sat on the bed and I said, Sissy, what is wrong with you? The tears started to flow. The tears started. This, the tears started to flow. The money was gone. She had been pregnant twice. I mean, not many days hence. And the guy was also gone. He says he doesn't love me anymore. When she said he said when she started he said he says he doesn't love me and I said where is the money? He said, it's finished. I said oh, oh there, that's it. <laughs> I can share with you story after story after story of, of how sheep come under attack. So you as a shepherd, if you don't rise up to be their defense, both spiritually, physically, even mentally, you think sheep are thinking. They are not thinking. It's almost like inside their head is just water, H2O, water. H2O is water, okay. The formula for water is H2O. I hear it's the only thing that you know the formula for, but you can't make it. If you take, not today. You can't make it. You know how it is made, but you can't make it. It tells you that God is the one who made it. Now, I don't know how true it is. Science students, you can tell me after church. It's not a problem. This one is just, after church, make one, let's see, anyway. But back to what I was saying. They are not thinking much. They are thinking very light. No, not much. Look, today I was in a meeting with a senior minister. And as he was introducing himself, he was saying that, oh, I mean, he's here to help with this, that, that, so that there are some things we don't know. 
which he will be able to teach us. By the time the meeting ended, I, I knew things I didn't know before. In fact, they are so obvious that you will think you know. Until he said it, I said, I, I, I didn't know this. It's looking at you, but you don't know. You think the truth is looking at this. They can see the girl next door that she's pregnant without a daddy. Her school, her life has come to a halt. And when somebody is pregnant, you know what they have been doing. You don't get pregnant by watching television. You know what they have been doing. However, they would do the same thing, <laughs> expecting to get a different result. Look, rise up as a shepherd and defend your sheep from all these attacks. God is trying to help them through you. So the absence of a shepherd leads them. You see, when you are coming to church, when you come from McDonald's this way, you see Amma sisters down the road. Do you get it? You see them. You can criticize them. But I will tell you the truth that some of them, they are supposed to be in our care. We have just not cared for them. Or their shepherds did not protect them from attacks. That's what has led them to that place. Yeah. Rise up and protect. Some of the sheep are very vulnerable. They are very, when an attack comes, they don't have any refuge. If you don't rise up and become their refuge. So instead of having this apathetic uh, approach, it's like it has nothing to do. It doesn't concern me. She has not asked me anything. Look, as a shepherd, you must learn to ask sheep questions. Yeah, you must ask. If you don't ask, you won't know. And sometimes you must even learn to ask intelligent questions. Because if you ask them the real question you want to ask them, they will lie to you. So you must ask them a question that will make them say what they have to say without you asking them the real question that will make them lie about it. I mean, they don't know that they were answering your question, but they've answered the question. Yeah, then you are storing all. Then you are piecing it together. Then you know how to come in. Yeah, it's not like you are on a witch hunt. But you are trying to protect the sheep. Yeah. Number two, I have six of them and I have two, two minutes left. One minute to give you all the six and then one minute to pray. Then we close. A great shepherd must protect the sheep. A great shepherd must protect their sheep by being keepers of the sheep. Shepherds stabilize the life. Shepherds stabilize the life of their sheep. Jehovah, the great shepherd, is also the keeper of the sheep. He stabilizes their lives, and their feet shall not be moved. Psalm 121 verse 3 says, He will not allow my foot to be moved. He that keepeth me shall neither slumber, shall not slumber. Yeah, stabilize them. Stabilize them in the kingdom of God. Yeah, keep them. God has paid a precious price for them. Stabilize them in Christ. Apart from preventing attacks, stabilize them in the Lord. Stabilize them in their faith. Sometimes their faith wavers. Sometimes when they have challenges, they don't know whether to believe God is there or God is not there. Why, do, why, does, good, why does bad things happen to good people? It's one of the biggest questions of Christians. Why do bad things happen to good people? If God was there, why would such a thing happen to me? In those times, their faith is being rocked. You as a shepherd must be there to stabilize them. Yes, stabilize them. Or else they will lose their faith. Once they lose their, and their faith is always the anchor. Once they lose their faith, many things come in. Hallelujah. Number three, since my time is finished, next week when I do a recap, I'll touch on some of these things. Jehovah the great shepherd like Jehovah the great shepherd, like Jehovah, the great shepherd must protect the sheep from, in, from the influence of this modern godless generation. Amen. 
Jehovah the good shepherd protects the sheep from the influence of this generation. Shepherds, shepherds protect shepherds protect their sheep from the influence of their generation. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Psalm 12 verse 7. You and I know that this generation is, I mean, the world has never been so perverse like it is right now. Oh, yes. I mean, the, the world has not been as worldly as it has ever been before. Yeah. I hear even Satan is surprised at how worldly, how ungodly the world has become right now. Yeah, it has become perverse, even to the point where we are not even allowed to talk about the perversity of the world. If you don't protect your sheep, they'll just buy into it. They'll go to school and hear all kinds of things and buy into it. Yeah. I remember many years ago, my children were much younger. Then they had a friend, then... The, the friend's father or something said they should come for a sleepover. I said, what? Sleep what? Is it like they can't, when they are home, they don't sleep? Are they sleep deprived? Sleep what? I said, oh no. So the child has lost the mother. He needs company. I said, you get the company from somewhere else. But sleepover, no. Because I don't know what this guy believes. I'm a white man. I don't know what you believe. I don't know what your faith are. By the time my children come and sleep in your house overnight, just once, by the time they come, they have been exposed to all kinds of thinking. And many of them, they are young. It's like the mind is, they don't know what, what to do. So this, this idea comes in, this idea comes. By the time you realize your children are confused. They are totally confused. But some of you are happy. A white child, a white child, my son, a white. Because the person is white. Hey! How deprived are you? Deprived. I'm talking about depravity and being deprived. These are two different things. They are neighbors, but. How deprived are you? There's a white, a white. Look, speak your white, me too. I'll speak my black. I don't mind. Look, even recently, one of my children said, somebody said, I said, I don't do sleepovers. Yeah, please, please. That was the end of, I remember where I was standing in my house. That was the end of the conversation. Sleep what? Already just by moving around. Even the television is already influencing, fighting all the teachings I have done. Fighting all the teachings I have done. Social media is fighting the all the scriptures I have taught you, then now I should expose you to somebody else even further. Hey! No, 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 no. No, if you leave them, they will come under all kinds of godless influences. Godless. Godless influences. Some of them, their godlessness is sitting in their house. They are the only beacon of light in their homes. So if you don't help them, like when they leave you and they go home, they don't hear anything that brings them to God and into the will of God. When they, like when you leave, if let's say uh, um, spiritual height is measured in thermometers, okay? When they leave you and they are they, 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 like in degrees, in degrees, when they leave you and they are 38 degrees, when they go home, by the time they come from home, they are about 12 degrees, so imagine when they are with you, you don't influence them. They'll come to you frozen. Yeah, every, everything. Their teachers are influencing them negatively. Their school side, the subjects they are teaching them. Everything is influencing them to be more and more secular and worldly. You don't influence them in the right thing and see. You protect them by keeping them away from the influence of the world. sit there and be quiet. Then why are you a shepherd? A shepherd that you must always be talking. Because that's the only weapon you are. Either talking to God or talking to the sheep. That's the only weapon. You can't beat them. 
I mean, it would have been good if the Bible gave us a chance to beat some sheep. The work would have been easier, but you can't beat them. I mean, you can't imagine Blantina. You are beating Blantina. You can't beat her. So you either talk to God about her or you talk to her about God. Yeah. These are the only two things you can do. You are either talking to God about the sheep or you are talking to the sheep about God. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, yes. So some of you, when you get to a chance to talk to the sheep, you talk to them about everything. Manchester United, um, Chelsea United, um, Man City United, Liverpool United, everything you talk to them about, apart from... You can talk to them about hair. You can talk to them about clothes. You can talk to them about everything except to talk to them about God. You are talking to them about lips, hips, and fingertips. (laughs) But you won't take the Bible and open it and say... The Bible says this, that, the nothing. And finally, I close with this one. You must protect the sheep by committing them to God. Okay, by committing them to God. Jesus committed his sheep to God. John 17, 11 says, And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, Keep them, keep through thy own name, keep them through thy own name, whom thou hast given to me, that they may be one as we are one. Sometimes you can't do anything except commit them to God. Yeah, commit them to God. And you commit them to God to keep them through prayer. That's why I say, a shepherd, your job is to talk to God about the sheep. And talk to the sheep about God. Stand to your feet. Let's close for tonight. I want you to lift your hands and just pray for yourself for a minute. And say, Lord, help me to protect the sheep. Use me to protect the sheep. In the name of Jesus, speak to God right now. For one minute, just speak to God. Help me. I surrender to you, Lord. Help me. Use me to protect the sheep. To protect the sheep that you have given me. In the name of which you have purchased with your own blood. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Help me. I want you to pray and commit all the sheep that you have into the hands of the Lord. Just as Jesus committed his sheep to God, commit them to the hands of the Lord. Rise now. Lift your voice. Pray with me. My God, my God, my God, my God, we lift up the sheep that you have made us overseers of into your hands. Keep them, keep them, keep them, Lord, keep them, O Lord, keep them, O Lord, keep them, O Lord, keep them, O Lord, keep them through your name, O Lord. In the name of Jesus, keep them, O Lord. Keep every single one of them. Them that are far, them that are near, them that are here, them that are not here. Keep them, Lord. Keep them, O God. Keep them, O God. In the name of Jesus. Them that are going astray, keep them. Them that are walking the road, keep them. Keep every single one of them, Lord. Keep them. In the name of Jesus. Keep them, Lord. Keep them, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands, let us pray. Father. Behold the hand of every shepherd here, we pray. Use us to protect the sheep that you have given us, whom you have made us overseers of, Lord, who you purchased with your own blood. Help us to take heed to ourselves and to all the flock, to keep them just like you keep us in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray this prayer with me quickly. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept 
accept that I'm a sinner. That I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. Please forgive of all my sins. Of all my sins. I believe. I believe that you died for me. You died for and me. you rose again. And you rose again. I confess. I confess that you, that you are the Lord of my life. The Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save for me. Dying to save me. Amen. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? And you may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.